Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking yes. news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening for close to 20 years. 20 years on and off, depending on what station, what market you're in. Appreciate it. I've got some longevity in the industry because I'm cautiously optimistic, which I think is a great way to approach the stock market if you have time on your side. This weekend, not this weekend, but this Thursday, I will be doing an event with CFP Chad Burton talking about retirement income strategies and estate planning plus a bonus session. There's still just a few more seats left. Um, that's July 13th, Thursday from 11 to 1 at the Double Tree by Hilton Hotel. It's the San Francisco Airport location in Burlingame, 835 Airport Boulevard. Easy parking. Registration is $25, but we waive it if you sign up and use the code RADIO25. Hopefully you're new to these events, because sometimes retirement income strategies and estate planning can be not redundant, but a lot of the same information in the last couple of years. But we're adding a new twist. If you want to see this one, it's the breakout bonus session, Retirement Tips for Self-Employed and Contract Professionals. Shortly after the first event ends, we will start a second event after we shuttle out most of the people that don't want to go because they're not self-employed or contract professionals. Tax saving strategies, pros and cons of incorporating self-employment retirement plan options. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Uh, the king, the lord, the purveyor of newfocusfinancial.com. Use code radio25 is CFP Chad Burton. How are you, King Burton? King Burton, okay. The lord, but well, that was a little bit of blasphemy in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, good, good, good. Looking forward to tomorrow, though. It should be good. Yeah, sign up at Rob Black, uh, newfocusfinancial.com. And also, there's some links there towards retirement income that are good downloadable resources. So do both. Um, let's talk a little bit about nursing homes, because this is one of the topics that we'll talk about a little bit uh, on Thursday. It seems to be a huge drain on retiree savings, uh, yet we keep hearing about the failures of long-term care insurance providers. Um, you know, my mom is in a retirement home that I can tell you firsthand, it's, you know, $90,000 a year. And uh, it gets more expensive year over year, and it's kind of like prison. It's not the happiest place in the world. It's, 
you know, she's living with uh, probably 50 other inmates, and uh, they're all kind of waiting to die. Uh, not the happiest thing, but it's good that she's getting the good care. Now, where do pre-retirees start to think about uh, considering options for dealing with the risk of failures of long-term care insurance products, i.e., you pay money into the insurance product, and then they're not there to support you because financially they took a hit? Yeah, and speaking of financially taking a hit, I mean, there's a lot of talk of budget issues in Congress, and a lot of the costs of the federal government are, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, and if you end up broke and in a nursing home, that's when you go on Medicaid, or in California it's called Medi-Cal. And to get to that point, I mean, you're talking about spending down assets to like $2,000 and only a certain amount of your home that can be protected. So if you think about all the people that are in nursing homes these days, over 55% of them are broke. So it's a huge issue. Okay. We got a lot of people that are, um, you know, undersaved for retirement. Um, it, it, they're also underinsured for this risk. Um, it's something that Medicare does not cover. Uh, you know, and it's there's a little bit of coverage for nursing homes and, and Medicare for a short, short period of time if you jump through certain hoops, but it's only a very short time. So it's it's a real drain on savings, and you keep getting these people that get letters from their long-term care insurance companies that they bought long-term care insurance from, say, you know, five, ten years ago, saying, hey, we got to raise your rates. We underpriced it. Um, if you want to keep it, here's the new cost, or you can reduce some benefits. So people really have to do some careful financial planning projections as they go into retirement to say, can I self-insure? You know, what's my family history and my risk? And then start shopping around for the long-term care insurance at about the age of 55, just so you know what it costs. You can put it into the projections. Um, If you've got a group long-term care insurance plan at work that's portable when you retire or leave the company, that's usually a a pretty well-priced option, and it's something that you should at least consider. It's interesting that you bring this up because how much you're going to spend in retirement is something that... I'm a little bit flustered by, and I recently saw a survey out of Fidelity that basically said the same thing. 75% of, 72% of Americans just weren't aware how expensive healthcare and retirement can be, and 22% um, came up with a medical care figure that fell about $200,000 short. So one in five people are, are way underestimating what healthcare is going to be in retirement, and long-term care is obviously one of the big ones. Um, so this is something to think about. Uh, when do you have enough just to self-insure where, you know, you just start putting money aside? Yeah, well, let's assume that you've done a real good job on, you know, laying out the details of your expenses and your tax projections, inflation projections and everything else. And you can run your financial plan. And if you go a real conservative long-term rate of return of, say, 5% with 3% inflation, assuming and, you know, inflation ticks up, and then 5% inflation on your health care costs, um, and you run your financial projection conservatively like that, and then you model in a five-year stay into a nursing home, and then you still have plenty of assets left over for your spouse or your kids or whatever it may be, then you can probably self-insure. You probably have enough assets because that's maybe you have other passive income streams like rental properties and pensions and lots of Social Security. Um, You you can make that choice then to say, okay, I I can either buy the long-term care insurance so that my heirs and my beneficiaries don't have to make financial decisions when it comes to my care, 
you take that out of the picture because unfortunately that's what people do. They make financial decisions when it's dealing with mom or dad's care sometimes. Um, let me give you a, a let me give you a little bit of truth on that. My own mom, at some point in time, she's just not living a good life, and all of her kids are kind of hoping she goes sooner than later. It's a horrible thing to say out loud, but maybe we'll start making decisions like you know. Uh, Maybe she doesn't need that. I'm not, I don't know what decisions we can make, but I, I'm with you, Chad. And that's my mom. It's happening. I know. I so. know. I know. Um, and, and it's real tough if you get to a state like my um, my grandmother had dementia, um, and so you know by the end she didn't really know anybody. And it right. becomes to a point that okay, yeah, it's 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 time, you know. But what I hate to see is when when people first need care. And the beneficiaries of the estate are taking over and making those decisions, and the level of care is horrible because they're more worried about their inheritance. So that's why wealthy people sometimes still buy the insurance, even though they can afford to self-insure, so that it takes that issue out of the picture. Um, or you can ha- write things into your trust that says, you know what, I want every asset that I have exhausted because I want to stay at home and have somebody paid to come to my house to take care of me. So you can do this within your estate plan as well. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, anything else that we need to know? We've got less than a minute. Well, yeah, I mean, there's also, you know, you run your projections out, and if you can't afford the insurance, you can't qualify for the insurance, then you have to know when assets might need to be liquidated. Um, uh, or there's other, other ways spousal protection to protect a spouse. And if you all have old life insurance policies with cash value, you might be able to do a 1035 exchange into new life insurance policies that you can use the death benefit early to pay for that type of care. What's your Facebook page where people can see some of your content? New Focus Financial Group. Okay, and people can meet you um, July 13th, Thursday. Thanks very much. 11 to 1 o'clock, Doubletree by Hilton Hotel, Burlingame, California. For that event, you use registration is $25, but you use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Lunch will be served. There will be a breakout session, retirement tips for self-employed and contract professionals. A lot of data that you can find at newfocusfinancial.com. Read up all about it and sign up for the event for tomorrow at newfocusfinancial.com. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Amazon Prime Day grew at 60 plus percent, so says Amazon. We still don't have quite the exact number, but that's a pretty good impressive year-over-year growth for a holiday that didn't exist four years ago. The Echo Dot was the day's best seller. I picked up some luggage, some Samsonite luggage, regularly two twenty-five, all the way down to about ninety dollars. Um, not bad, not bad for a little set of uh, Samsonite both for the old twenty-seven incher and the twenty incher. Um, the thirty-hour period uh, was pretty crazy. Number of Prime members who made purchases was up over fifty percent year over year. Echo Dot was the best seller, the fastest Prime Now delivery. 
So it took 12 minutes, and we're in Sunnyvale and Berkeley, California, Kirkland, Washington. Uh, Prime now promises deliveries within one, two hours. So it was almost instant gratification kind of shopping. Now, I find that the little subtext in there pretty interesting that the Echo Dot was the day's bestseller because they massively discounted it because they know, well, no, they're trying to get enough penetration that people kind of use the Amazon world. Amazon's all about shopping. Google's all about search, and Google's got their home product, which is very similar. Apple is all about the services that they currently have, like music, trying to integrate everything together. Apple has the HomePod Challenger coming to challenge Amazon Echo and Google Home, and I bet Apple wishes they had one on sale now because they see all those people ordering them at Amazon, and they're like, well, it may take a year, two years, or three years to unseed some of those because people don't want to upgrade their technology instantly. Um, So the HomePod has something that the Echo doesn't have, and that's the ability to sense other HomePods and unify the listening experience utilizing an update to AirPlay 2. Uh, there's so many features like AirDrop that people don't know about on their phone and how to use it. Um, it's twice as expensive as the Echo easily. It's tied towards the Siri thing. Uh, speaking of, well, I'm appled out, to be quite honest with you. So let's move on to other topics, shall we? Shall we play a game? Uh, one of the things shall that's kind of crazy play a game. A game. One of the areas that uh, I do like to talk about is um, ways of saving money, not just earning money, not just investing, but like movie theater concessions. If you've got kids, you probably go to six movies a year. Minions 3 uh, or Despicable Me 3. Then you got a Pixar film coming out. Then you have a film that comes out that's just horrible like Angry Birds. And you want to get your kids popcorn and soda or candy. You kind of want to be that parent because you had a great childhood at the movies. You want them to have great childhoods at the movies. Join the rewards program. Jump on an app. You get freebies. Use a cashback reward card. Um, I always use my city cashback 2% for non-hotels or flights. Uh, 2% off is 2% off. Um, buy your stuff elsewhere. So sneak it in, so to speak. Um, buy large and share. Um, there's some things like if you're going with a group of friends, there's a, a tub of popcorn now that you can get a refill on and, uh, go in, dish out the popcorn, come back out, get new popcorn, um, change the movie time, come right after lunch or come right after dinner where you've already eaten. So, um, do you know that like now at AMC theaters, you can, you can buy a ticket and a seat with it, which I kind of like. Um, become an email subscriber. So Cinemark sends out uh, weekly discounts and deals. So there's ways to save money that add up because if you take your kids to a movie, it's you know easily 40 bucks to get the three of you in or four of you in, and then it's another 40 bucks if you buy any sort of concessions. So just throwing that out to you from me. I love you. Hopefully you love me. Hyperloop. There's a company called Hyperloop, and they're one step closer to transitioning from concept to reality. They had a successful test. Um, they're going to try to do um, the first full system test, Hyperloop test in vacuum environment in mid-May. Um, loop just north of Las Vegas for the first time in over 100 years. Essentially, we have a new form of transportation that's being introduced. So it's here. It's real. It's now. They've had their Kitty Hawk moment. Uh, now they're going to start using magnetic levitation propelled by electric charges. The, the test sled costed, um, or it just basically ran through the Hyperloop tube for 5.3 seconds. 
Um, it hit nearly two Gs of acceleration, a speed of 70 miles per hour. So oh the next God, phase will get the next phase will get it from 70 miles per hour to 250 miles an hour, and see if people's you know hair stays on their head kind of thing. But I think that's pretty cool. Uh, one of the reasons we want cars that can park themselves and drive themselves is drivers spend an average 17 hours a year searching for a parking spot. Can you imagine? So that adds up to roughly $350 wasted time. That's why we want self-driving cars. If you could drive your car to Google, get out at the front door and car drives itself to a parking lot, you summon it with your phone, uh, it comes back and gets you later in the afternoon. New York City is obviously the hardest hit um, urban area with 107 hours spent looking for parking spots. That adds up to about $2,200 a wasted time. So that's one of the reasons, plus it's wasted fuel, plus it's emissions uh, that are going to the air. So that's about $4.3 billion just cost to the New York City area. So we need self-driving, self-parking cars. We need it. We need it. We need it. We need it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Speaking of love, Viagra. They're quitting some of their advertising on ESPN TV networks, including ESPN, are bracing for a drop in advertising revenue in this uh, upcoming football season because Viagra just quit. And it's a pretty big blow. Um, NFL ad spending totaled $3.5 billion last year. Uh, the networks have raised prices for spots during NFL games. Total ad revenue for the broadcast is trending a few percentage points below last year. So have we hit peak contracts in the NFL? Because we're starting to see advertising start coming in lower on a year-over-year basis. Um, a lot of the most-watched TV shows last year were sports. So that's not going to go away. Um, obviously, big media companies like CBS, NBC, owned by you know, uh, Comcast, Time Warner, uh, all players in this. Um, but some of the advertisers are starting to flat-out quit. So just saying, you know, the rate of return isn't there for me. Pfizer's Viagra hasn't aired a national TV ad since May 15th. What color is Pfizer's Viagra? Blue. You kind of know that, right? So it's pretty well advertised and marketed. They set out the 2017-2018 upfront market, and they've been one of the 40 biggest advertisers for the NFL. And it's one of those companies that you see a a football being thrown through a, a tire hoop, and you go, what are you trying to say? And then you see a train going through a tunnel, and you're like, what are you trying to say? I don't get it. Um... <laughs> Exactly. They should just add that sound effect to the commercial, right? Um, but when you get a big guy like uh, Pfizer's Viagra quit, it's telling you that you know the rate of return just isn't there for uh, some of these guys. Um, and we'll see how the upcoming season goes because if you own ESP, if you own Disney, who owns ESPN like I own Disney, it, it's still a pretty big concern out there. Uh, big event coming up. Thursday in Burlingame, it is a retirement income strategies and estate planning session uh, from 11 to 1. Lunch will be served. You can get in free, though, uh, and not pay for like free lunch. There is a free lunch by using the code RADIO25 when signing up at robblackshow.com. There's a breakout session for self-employed. Sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. It's coming up tomorrow. I want it, can't have it. Oh, I can hardly stand it.
conversation. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I have a question for you. Are you starting to get a little bit afraid of Amazon.com? I mean, they're pretty powerful. Um, a friend of mine helped me this weekend. Uh, we did some home improvement kind of stuff. And he's got an adopted child. And I was like, you know, for your help, can I buy you a 23andMe kit? And you could figure out the heritage and all the stuff on your kids, what percentage he is, American Indian and stuff like that. And he said, sure. So I ordered one $199. Then Amazon Prime, two days later, was there. And I was like, whoa, it's $99. I was like, okay, let's return the first one. Let's get the second one. That's pretty powerful. $100 savings just like that. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Fed Chairman uh, Janet Yellen is talking Congress today. And she said, considerable uncertainty always attends the economic outlook. Um, these are in remarks prepared for delivery to the U.S. House Financial Services Committee. Um, that's pretty good. You know, it's, I get it. She thinks the economy should continue to expand over the next few years. That's pretty good. If the economy is doing well, then the stock market can do well if capitalism is working. Now, where the economy does well, and it sometimes will mix in with the stock market, is does the economy create wage inflation? Does it create producer price inflation? Does it create consumer price inflation? Those three types of inflation are very, very important to kind of just acknowledge. So, um, Yellen's scheduled to basically talk today and tomorrow. Uh, the committee will be monitoring inflation developments closely in the months ahead. So she's on alert on inflation. The Fed's mandate is something along the lines of let's keep an eye out on inflation, make sure it doesn't get too far out of hand. Now, speaking about things getting out of hand, uh, United Airlines is quietly waving and unveiling a new technology platform that it hopes to manage the problem of oversold flights, where you basically pre-sign up for a flex schedule program. So if they overbook the flight, they can go to the people who have signed up to be offered to step off of the airplane um, or a ticket, maybe even the day before. Um, it's a pretty good idea. So you basically they offer the buyouts earlier, up to five days in advance. The upside for United, the chance to resell your ticket at a wider profit margin. The upside for you is you get a cheaper fare and perks. Um, would you do it? So... Um, I would, you know, when I travel on a business trip, if I have to come home Friday at like 8, 9, or 10, I can come home Saturday at like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m. kind of thing. Um, so if your seat turns into a hot commodity, would you be willing to let it up and take something cheaper? So it's basically there's green eggs in a carton and there's red eggs in a carton, um, they want all green eggs on one flight and then move all the red eggs to the flight that has no seats. Oh, I talked to someone at Southwest recently, and I said, what's the fewest number of people you've ever seen on a flight? And they're like, two. I said, so there's more crew than uh, passengers. Yes. I think that's pretty cool. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. i got a big event coming up this uh, Thursday. 
Um, it is a luncheon where lunch will be served. It's retirement income and wealth strategies. I'll go over some stocks. Chad will go over some retirement income ideas. You want to have everything planned out before you retire. Um, you can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio25. It's radio25 to get in. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton and talk a little bit more about some of the financial planning concepts that he brings up on a regular basis. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Retirement, it's big, big, big decision. When do you do it? How much do you need? Where do you live? Many, many, many questions arise, Chad. Thoughts on questions in retirement? Yeah, I mean, the first one, and I asked this of a client uh, yesterday that happened to be diligent saver. Um, I mean, this is a guy that um, is worth, you know, over $6 million. Wow. And he does stuff like he has a business trip to L.A., so rather than drive his own car down to L.A. and put miles on it, he finds a deal where he can, for four days, rent a car for a total of $100. Nice. Drive down to L.A., drop it back off in the airport, you know, when he gets done. And so I asked him, I said, okay, you're talking about, we're talking about retiring from a certain company in a couple of years. He, needs, he wants to say, because there's a certain amount of options that are there, that it's really a good paycheck if he stays and, and, and is able to exercise those options in RSUs. So I asked him, I said, what are you going to do when you retire? You're 53 years old. What, what are you going to do? It's like, good question. I don't know. I can't play golf all week long. I can't do this. It's just like, I'll probably take some time off then and maybe look for a fun startup to work for or something like that. So are you ready to retire? What What are your passions in life that's going to get you out of bed every day? If you don't have those, then transition into retirement Then figure out what those passions are. Because just because you have enough money to retire doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I've got noble causes of teaching kids to read and teaching kids to swim, but yeah. I might get tired of that. Like, I don't have a clue. I can't answer that, what, what I do in retirement. I can't uh, either. You know, my passions now in life are you know, things like snowboarding, hell skiing, that, that type of stuff, and, and that's I can't picture what I'm going to do when I'm older. Uh, I've got to wait until my knees give out, <laughs> and then I'll be able to figure that out, maybe travel again. So, you know, I, I my plan is to enjoy those types of things now, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm 60 years old. Yeah, and when I look at people who are 60, 70 and who are just hanging out in town, they don't look happy to me. Yeah. Have a plan. That's for sure. And then that's when you can say, okay, can you afford to retire or not? That's when you can answer that question because... Funding your retirement lifestyle? Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, being able to afford to retire is using the right projections. It all comes down to, like I've talked about so many times, is knowing what your expenses are. Yeah. And knowing what your extra retirement expenses are going to be. It's not a cut in expenses. It's usually an increase because that first five or ten years, you're spending more money on your travel, your gifting, seeing the grandkids, second home, RVs. Well, the guy you mentioned, you know, $6 million in his 50s, it's, he's too young to retire. He needs to work for companies that give him health care. He's got a lot of money. Don't get yeah. me wrong. No, but he, 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 that health care is expensive. It is. And, and that's the other thing is that, you know, in terms of your retirement and putting into your expenses – Healthcare is going to get more expensive based yeah. on the Affordable Care Act. Um, costs are going to probably go up from from everything that I'm reading, and the Medicare reimbursements are going to go down. So that means things like deductibles and copays will probably increase on your Medigap coverage. Um, so that's why when we sit there and we we itemize all of the expenses, anything that's healthcare related, copays, dentistry prescription drugs, we're putting 5 to 6% inflation riders on them. Everything else you can be 3%. That's fine because in, in retirement, you can control inflation on everything except your health care costs. Food, your consumption goes down, travel goes down, but the health care goes up. So whether or not you can afford to retire, you can say, okay, normal expenses at 3 3.5% minimum growth, 5% inflation on health care costs, 
make sure that even though your investments could earn more than 6%, don't use more than 6, 6.5% long-term rates of projection on your portfolio to see how long everything's going to last. Can you truly afford to retire? Do you have enough safe money and do you have enough dividend yield off your stocks and enough interest off your bonds to actually afford to retire? I'm liking it. Um, how about the, the age-old concept of Social Security? Some people that I know say take Social Security the moment you qualify for it. Some people would say, look at your parents. How long did they live? And, and take it later in life. If they lived uh, you know, 100, then take it as late as you can take it. Yeah. I think, I think that's a huge mistake. The only time that we're looking at saying, okay, take it as soon as you can take it is when um, you know, there's health issues. Now, most of the time on most of the plans, especially for people that are 55 to 65 years old, we're running Social, Social Security Max software, which talks about you know when to file, when to file and suspend and put it off. And if you have two people that have worked, uh, the spouse that made the least amount of income can take their own benefit for a while and then switch to a spousal benefit later. So maximizing Social Security is very important. And, um, you know, people are living till about 86 to, to 90 years old is kind of a current rate, but you got to plan to live till you're 100 years old. Not me. I know you don't want to. No, just, I just, just, we had lunch the other day. You said you're just waiting to die. I'm waiting to die. So <laughs> life is so good to me. I'm just waiting to Sucking die. Sucking down bacon, washing it down with scotch and waiting to die. You know, wait, <laughs> I'm taking, I'm going to disparage, that's a disparaging comment, but I have to. <laughs> I'm not sucking down bacon. For the record, you'd need to eat about seven strips of bacon to die early from bacon. A hot dog is a lot worse than bacon, and I don't eat hot dogs. So I, I'm allowed to eat more bacon. Don't knock bacon. Turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. Oh. <laughs> Filthy comment. Filthy comment. <laughs> You're listening to me, Rob Black. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Hi. Uh, can meet both Chad and I and Michelle Lerman and Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez does mortgages. Michelle Lerman does estate planning, which is important. Um, do you want to have a legacy for your kids, yes or no? I do. Um, I see the robots of the world taking over jobs, and I see the only thing that could really save us is universal income. Uh, growing populations and demand for fewer workers and fewer hours. I think I'm not going to call it a dystopia. I'm just going to say... There's going to be some who succeed and some who fail. I used to say don't let your kids grow up to be uh, creative majors, creative arts majors. Don't let them study English and poetry and philosophy. But now I'm starting to reverse that because I think there's going to be enough machine learning that all the logic's going to be done uh, by robots and coding and you know the people who have those jobs already. I think the people who can creatively think are going to be a little bit tougher to find in the world. Um, so anyway, big event tomorrow tied towards retirement income. I want to consume my retirement, but I want to leave some money to children. Uh, that's my goal. Uh, what's your goal? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The big event tomorrow is in Burlingame. It's a lunch event. It looks like a pretty good lunch. Um, so it's $25 to get in, but it's free if you use the code RADIO25. It's from 11 to 1 at Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Burlingame. You get a lot more information on this event at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com and use the code RADIO25. It's tomorrow. It's going to be the last time in Burlingame for the year. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Imagine Dragons. They have an interesting story. They had a drummer and a female singer who were in this song and they kind of fell in love and they quit the band as this song was just starting to be released. And then Imagine Dragons became one of the top three touring acts in the nation. And they kind of said, Can we come back? And they're like, Nope. So, interesting to note, right? Um, that's a clap song. I like clap songs. Uh, Snapshot. Snapshot. Snapchat has a phenomenon going on. Not enough to move its stock. Not enough to move its stock higher yet, but it's pretty damn funny. Um, have you seen it? Uh, it is a hot dog. It's a dancing hot dog. Augmented reality is a technology full of promise. So uh, if you spent any time on the Internet over the past few days, you've probably seen a 3D rendering of a smiling hot dog wearing headphones, jamming out to some tunes. The hot dog, one of made available by Snapchat AR filters, has taken to the Internet and stormed the imaginations and comedians and meme creators. Uh, so you have to have Snapchat to understand it. You tap on the screen, you scroll through the filters. From there, you simply drag it to whichever part of the screen you'd like and pinch, expand, resize, and you get a dancing hot dog. So, <laughs> there's something fantastic about it. You could put it on a cat's nose. You could put it on someone's shoulder who's getting their nose pierced. You can, um, you know, put it in old TV shows, make old TV shows better. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, like you could have this, the dancing hot dog in your yard and your kid could go start dancing in the hot dog and you know, I think it needs to stop. I'm talking about this way too long. Um, but when you get like a dancing hot dog and you mix it with a video clip of Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious, it's just damn funny. Um, so that's a good example of virtual reality. Now a good job of me trying to stick to my guns and doing what's right is don't be a sucker. It's time to buy smokers. Um, people shouldn't make jokes, right? Otherwise, you'll get into a jam. Um, and you know what? I'm Rob Black. And I promise, as an American politician, not to be funny. Oh, I'm not even a politician, am I? I promise universal income. I promise social security. And everything that I say is a lie. Oop, internal editor off. Uh, anyway, so J.M. Smucker is in a sticky situation. Eh? 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 Thank you. Um, there's some changing consumer taste that people say, I like Trader Joe's brands and Whole Foods brand better. And people are looking for discount stores. So Smucker's is kind of in the middle. And Smuckers isn't known as, you know, a high-quality product. They're not known as a low-quality product. 
but the company's got a good PE, and they traded a discount to their historical average. And I saw an analyst upgrade it on the idea that, you know, smokers can withstand an Amazon Whole Food induced turmoil. Uh, you know, it's not the greatest stock idea ever, but if you take a look at the stock, it's, it's really pulled back in the last tw- uh, 12 months, going from about 150 down to 115. So this is one of those stocks that I like to look at, not necessarily buy, um, but like I said, it's trading at a discount. Valuation has fallen to attractive levels. Um, the stock, if it makes a move, it could easily move 20%. It's relatively got a good competitive position with strong leading portfolio of brands. Uh, so I'd take a look. I wouldn't buy, but I'd take a look. So don't be a sucker. It's time to buy Smuckers. I know you're saying you can buy Smuckers, ticker symbol SMJ, for those who want to play along at home. Remember, this is not a competition. This is an exhibition, so please, no wagering. Elsewhere out there in the world of content, um, 401k, 403b, 457 are probably the best ways to save for retirement. I cannot say that enough. Um, I want you to save for retirement because I really think things are going to get tougher out there. I think the next recession, we're going to see a lot of Occupy Wall Street again. And I think the recessions get tougher going forward. I think there'll be some asset revaluations. I think areas that have high housing will see it get back to a norm. Um, I think that people who have stocks that are way overvalued will see them get back to a norm. Um, so I would be very cautious out there. Apple setting up its first China data center in southern province of Guizhou. It's partnering with a local internet services company in a move to comply with new cybersecurity laws introduced last month. So China said, basically, their government said, yeah, if you want a data center, it stays in our country because we want to monitor our citizens. Uh, Symantec is mulling the sale of its web certificates business. Uh, the maker of antivirus and other security software could get more than a billion dollars for that unit, so they're trying to unlock some value. United Continental reported that June revenue passed their miles increased by 3.4%. And I talked about United earlier that said if you join a flex program where uh, they will send you an email somewhere between one to five days before you fly, and they say, we'll rebook you on another flight, you can get a $250 voucher. Um, because we can sell that ticket for $500. Um, or, you know, $1,000 or something like that. I like it. Twitter named former Intuit uh, executive Ned Segal as its CFO. He's going to be pulling in over $22 million. NVIDIA got upgraded today for a $177 price target from SunTrust. This is one of the hottest stocks out there because they're in virtual reality. They're in um, autonomous cars. They're in data centers. Uh, they're growing quite nicely. Harley-Davidson, also known as Hog, got downgraded to a market perform. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up Thursday. That's tomorrow. In, Pal- in Burlingame, you can sign up for the event at Rob Black's show. It's going to be from 11 to 1. It's luncheon with lunch served. It's the Double Tree by Hilton Hotel in Burlingame. Registration is $25, but you get in free for Radio 25 as a discount. Use Radio 25 as the gr- discount. You can sign up at robblackshow.com, Rob Black Show. So a lot of retirement income strategies, a lot of stock ideas, a little bit of estate planning, a breakout session from 1 to 2 for the self-employed and contract professionals. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Planning for retirement can be complicated. There's lots to consider. But by narrowing your focus to a few key issues, you can maximize your retirement income and give yourself a much better chance of enjoying a comfortable retirement. I'm Rob Black, and on July 13th, I'll be in Burlingame for a special lunchtime event with CFP Chad Burton and attorney Michelle Lerman. We'll be discussing retirement income strategies and estate planning updates that you can use to get the most of your retirement nest egg. We'll cover passive versus active portfolio management, transitioning your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, measuring risk, estate planning tips for 2017, and more. 
That's Thursday, July 13th at the Doubletree in Burlingame. The event runs from 11 to 1 and includes lunch. And if you can stick around, we've also got a breakout bonus session where we'll give some retirement tips for the self-employed. Go to robblackshow.com for the details and to register. Cost is $25 and we'll waive that fee for KDOW listeners. Just use promo code RADIO25 when you register at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. Hope to see you there.